And now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm a concierge medicine physician in Wesley Chapel, Florida. And I am uh, having the pleasure of talking today to Dr. Josh Umber, who is with Atlas MD. And Atlas MD is a direct care, a leading direct care uh, practice in Kansas. He also helps physicians uh, convert from a regular practice, meaning insurance practice, to direct care. And they also have a very exciting new EMR called Atlas MD. And Dr. Josh, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on the show. You're a direct care MD, and you you started off um, doing this. When did you start Atlas MD? We started uh, September 2nd, 2010, fresh out of residency. And so you have never had to have to worry about dealing with uh, meaningful use and all these other things that uh, some of the a lot of the physicians now are having to deal with. No, we've kind of had to just sit back and bask in the glow of the system, struggling under its own weight. And so, you know, for those who aren't out there, direct care is where you, as a physician, accept payment from the patient alone. There's no insurance involved. There's no distractions. And because of that, you're allowed to basically ignore all the things that are sent down from Washington, D.C. that say, hey, in order to get paid from this, you have to do this. You have to click this number of boxes. Um, you You have to ask them what color they are, what language they speak, and that type of thing. And, as, and so when you designed Atlas MD, that was kind of your focus was returning um, the patient care and the doctor-patient relationship to a more meaningful, a real meaningful use. Absolutely. Uh, the nice part has been most of those requirements are tagged to billing. And if we're not asking Medicare, Medicaid, Blue Cross to pay us for what we do, then we are really free of most of those strings, regulations, and restrictions. And of course, they're created by people who aren't practicing medicine every day. So it's just several layers removed and they just don't understand what we need and, and how we can improve. How did you get the name Atlas MD? Ah, so med school, uh, was very interesting. We had a lot of professors who were very passionate, uh, in a different direction and they felt that business was bad. It was unprofessional and unbecoming of a physician, uh, that you, they stressed, in lecture that you can't be a caring clinician and a profitable business person as if you could separate the two in my mind. Um, we, we believe strongly that if we take our oath seriously of do no harm, it has to mean do no financial harm. Uh, that, that is paramount to everything we do. And the only way to focus on that is to adopt great business principles of good profit, value, uh, quality, convenience, customer service, and, and things that are often dead in healthcare, or, or if they're there, we focus on them for the wrong way for the wrong reasons. So in third year, I read uh, Atlas Shrugged uh, after hearing that it was the most influential book in most 500, Fortune 500 CEOs' lives. So I said, well, this, this is something I have to read. And, and of course, that creates a lot of strong opinions for people uh, who are familiar with the book, either uh, pro or con. But to summarize, it is just the moral justification of capitalism is to say that to make money is to provide a good service to your fellow man, and mm-hmm. which was already the slant I had. But to be able to right. apply that to healthcare and say, I can be proud of my profit if I'm doing a great thing for my patients. And at that time, I had already been watching the direct care movement for several, or well, the concierge movement for several years at that time. 
Um, growing up, my dad had a business. He ran it very well, but it was a very simple business. And then I got into uh, helping a plastic surgeon in undergrad, and he made less as a practicing physician than he did as a resident because he didn't know how to bill insurance. He hired me knowing I didn't know how to bill insurance, hired his cousin to run the office. She'd never run uh, a medical practice before. And the idea that growing up that we, if you're just good at your job, you'll get reimbursed well was, I think, maybe the the mistake we had and mm-hmm. it's not insurance leverages bureaucracy against you and i just i didn't want to deal with that so if i could have that mentality of atlas shrugged and provide a valuable service to uh, my patients and free myself shrug off the burdens of insurance and government in exchange for being able to focus on what matters most which is my patients yeah, you know, there's a good point about profit is, you know, Walter Williams, who's an economist with George Mason University, has a good point. He says, why do uh, why do people in New York eat potatoes? How do they eat potatoes? Let's put it that way. New York City. So his point is, is that does the does a farmer who gets up at 430 in the morning in Idaho uh, get up every morning and go out and do the hard labor of harvesting potatoes and planting potatoes and dealing with all the dangers of weather and uh, all the economic catastrophes that could possibly happen if you have a bad crop. Does he do all of that so that people in New York can have potatoes because he loves people in New York? No, he doesn't care. Those people in New York, if they didn't have a potato, he could care less. What he does it for, though, is because he knows that the people in New York want potatoes and will pay for potatoes, and that's the reason he does it. So people in New York City can eat potatoes because not because an Idaho farmer loves them, but because an Idaho farmer utilizing his self-interest is able to make a profit, which in the end benefits the whole society. Everybody wins and it's a voluntary exchange of goods and services. And, and I think the idea here that the false premise is healthcare has to be expensive. And if it's expensive and we accept that it can't be made affordable, then it almost begs the, the response of, well, how do we take it so that we can provide it for people who could never afford it. And, again, and one of the, go ahead. Is that one of the huge expenses is a, uh, is a EMR and uh, yeah. you know, Atlas MD is an EMR that's designed around minimizing expenses and, and, and basically making the doctor patient relationship what it should be as a useful, um, a useful tool rather than a burdensome tool. Oh yeah. Uh, and this is Ask Dr. Thomas Show. When we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Josh more about Atlas MD and some specific things about how patients can interact with their doctors and how doctors can save time and uh, overall just improve the, the benefit or improve the health of everyone, patients, doctors, and everybody involved. This is Ask Dr. Thomas Show. We'll be right back. Hi there. This is Dr. Tommy McElroy. You didn't go to medical school so you could fill out paperwork. Got into medicine because you wanted to help people. You want to make a difference. You want to heal and connect with your patients. Atlas MD is the EMR that will help you get to where you always wanted to go. Learn how to transition your practice to direct care and learn more about Atlas MD EMR at atlas.md. That's A-T-L-A-S dot M-D. And this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. Thank you for joining us. We're on uh, with uh, Atlas MD. Uh, Dr. Josh Umber. And uh, Josh, tell us about uh, the EMR. Yeah, EMR is a four-letter word to most doctors, but we've had the unique ability or uh, opportunity to build the EMR of our dreams. And having a direct care model that 
isn't reimbursed by insurance means we can focus on what matters, which is patient care and and the efficiency of the doctor. So when we started five and a half years ago, within the first six months, we had nine different software platforms uh, for the business of running the business. Not only did that cost more in terms of the, the cost per piece, but the inefficiency that we had was also a, a, an actual financial burden. So for so your EMR was able to consolidate a lot of those functions. Absolutely. So now we we pulled everything under one umbrella, which makes it cheaper, but integrated and to have uh, an efficient staff. So we have um, basically one nurse for every two physicians, which is um, a ridiculous FTE ratio for most doctors, and it works well. Uh, we've been able to build an EMR that's mobile across all devices, so smartphones, tablets, desktop. PC, Mac, that integrates phone calls, text messages, emails, Twitter direct messages, all seamlessly into the chart. So I can communicate with my patients however they want to communicate with me. We're about to add video chat, so that'll be even another layer to digitize the doctor experience, which makes it more powerful and cheaper according to Moore's Law, but also integrating other unique features that make direct care viable. So let's, let's do a scenario. I'm at home watching The Sopranos, and I'm uh, working on my website, and I'm d- updating my website, and I get a, a text message from a patient that says, hey, I need some more metoprolol. Can you send that in? I can handle all that with Atlas MD, can I, without even moving? You can do that with just your thumb. <laughs> and so amazing. You, you, know, you get the text message to your EMR number, which is a private number just through the software so that patients don't have your actual number and Mm -hmm. but you can route that to your providers when you're um, on vacation and such but that comes through with their name and their background click on their name click on prescribe click on favorites and you're done and or you could ship that to them or you could dispense it in your office or you could order labs or just respond to them and say yeah that rash looks like a normal uh, mosquito bite or that looks like cellulitis we should be concerned schedule, do everything that you would want to do, uh, but seamlessly and in a way that just doesn't affect your family life. My friends and family text me, my, my patients text me. My family doesn't really know the difference because I can be involved in patient care, but also still be very involved in my family uh, in a way that no other EMR I think really allows. And this allows you to also do things in a way that it's secure so that they're our patient information isn't uh, subjected to any of the uh, hackers or anything that are out there Absolutely. trying to steal. You know, we're, we're um, for as forward looking as we are in the technology space, we take security uh, very seriously. And thankfully, security is an easier thing to build. Uh, that uh, Those ideas are already out there. Uh, deep in Amazon servers with redundant backups and encryption and things. But there becomes a, a very interesting conversation between security and usability. And patients want maximal usability for their uh, time. They want to be able to call, text, email. Uh, and they're less worried about security overall as they are convenient. So they, they it has to be secure, but it also has to be convenient. And I think we hit that balance very well. And I think it's safer, too, because, uh, you know, I had, I had an EMR before when I was uh, working with a multi-specialty group, and I counted one time it takes nine clicks to send one medication. And then it's almost like you're playing a video game or you're trying to stop pop-ups, and 
and they're usually like, okay, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. But sometimes there's not okay, but you're so conditioned to try to just get rid of the boxes as soon as possible so you can accomplish what you're trying to do. You may actually prescribe something that shouldn't be prescribed. Well, you know, it's click fatigue or it's that ability to concentrate. There was an article recently that said 4,000 clicks to get through an ER shift. You're clicking on so much that isn't adding value to patients. And I think that's our our driving focus is what what we're building is that helping doctors help patients is that providing a better faster experience and there was a, another article that had some very interesting terms i hadn't heard before uh in the the emr world of, of doctors being slow and using these cumbersome systems is pajama time for all the time doctors are spending late at night after they put their kids to sleep charting in their their slow old kind of enterprise level system and you don't want your doctor charting on you right before they go to bed when their decision making abilities are worn out for the day or their memory is slow or there was another term saturday night dates for the emr time that doctors are spending on the weekends instead of with their family this is part of the epidemic that is part of the cause of the epidemic of physician burnout we can't even enjoy our patients or our families because the system is structured in such a way that we're doing work that doesn't matter, and we're doing and everything that everything that they're doing now is is making it more and more burdensome. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. It, that would be tolerable if there was uh, uh, any sign of hope, but uh, mm-hmm. this only shows signs of getting worse. More bureaucracy, more red tape, more coding, more reasons to reject a payment. So now I have to see more patients for less time. And that's just not working. I want to spend two hours with a patient if that's what they need because the direct care model lets me. And then I can spend five minutes documenting that if that's all it takes. My my chart reads more like a personal blog for my patients. Their, their hopes, their dreams, what's causing depression, how do they feel. And it's not just this medical note bloat of 12 or, or 15 pages of review of systems and, and coding and, and billing and jargon and all this other stuff that is all just meant for billing. But why are we billing for strep throat and coughs and colds and depression and anxiety when that paperwork doesn't matter? Right. Then in a direct care model or even a fee-for-service model built in affordable uh, pricing structure, that's all that matters is the patient care. If my uh, cook had to spend 10 minutes filling out paperwork yeah. on every steak he did, it would take him longer and a separate code for each spice <laughs> a separate a cpt yep. code for what temperature you put the oven on and if you don't do uh, it cpt right, code you later right yeah. cpt code for putting the steak in a different <laughs> cpt code for taking the steak out yep. uh-huh and you got to track it and document it and do it uh, so you know, we're doing then you get paid three months later <laughs> if you're lucky if you did all that right yeah, yeah. and then they're going to make it worse the next month um then they'll come back mm-hmm. and review and see if well you know, oh you didn't put enough salt uh, yeah. codes on here so we're not going to pay for any of the salt for all of your steaks. we're going to do a steak rack audit <laughs> yes so uh we need to get in back to medicine and focusing on what matters what matters is patient care uh even malcolm gladwell prolific uh author uh, was interviewed by Medscape last year and said, I think we're insuring too much. My 88-year-old mom doesn't need a patient portal. She needs 30 <laughs> minutes with her doctor. And I can't get 30 minutes with the doctor. While the government tries to force a portal down the doctor's throat that the patient isn't using, 
They just need time talking with the doctor who knows them. Um, and not that insurance is bad. I love insurance for so when it's designed. Very properly. necessary when it's when it's useful. It's very necessary. Exactly. But. Life insurance. If I die, my family gets taken care of for life. That is worth it. Mm -hmm. But I can only file one claim ever on my life insurance. Um, and I, I have homeowner's insurance that I've only ever claimed once in 20 years for hail damage, but I've never had a house burned down. But I manage my right. own lawn care and painting and, and you know, fix-its because that makes sense. Or the car insurance analogy as well. We don't insure gasoline mm -hmm. or windshield wiper fluid. Sure. But, you know, I, I like to use it and this is everybody's got their own reasons for buying insurance. But when I personally, I say insurance should be for things that are rare, unexpected and expensive. Exactly. If they don't meet all three of those, then I probably be better off paying for those because if it's expensive but predictable, I could save for right. it. If it's rare, uh, but cheap, but unpredictable, but cheap. Yeah, like a, a sprained toe and doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Why, why insure all that stuff? You know, the headlights on my car should probably last five or ten years, so it's rare. I won't. I don't know when it'll go out, but when it does, it's cheap to fix, so I don't exactly. insure that. Um, but so much of that is built into the caveat of can we make health care affordable? And that's the assumption most doctors are working with or, or most people in the healthcare space is that no, we can't. And, and as you know, your past shows have shown, direct primary care offers an unprecedented ability to offer unlimited visits, no co-pays, free procedures, wholesale meds and labs at 95% savings. We can take that all back and decrease the insurance for an employer by 30 to 60%. That is huge. I mean, that that's more jobs. That's more taxes. That's less people needing Medicaid. And it's more care. And, uh, you know, among the other things that you do uh, besides EMR, you also help doctors convert over and uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, ask Josh, how are the other other resources that he helps patients and doctors and employers, where are the resources that he has available to help them find out how to have affordable health care that is not sent from Washington, D.C. and is actually healthy for you? This Ask Dr. Tommy show. We'll be right back. Surgery Center of Oklahoma is at the forefront of a health care cost revolution. Healthcare really doesn't cost that much, but what people are being charged for it is another matter altogether. To find surgery pricing and to learn more about our specialists, visit surgerycenterok.com. And thank you for joining us again. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm on with Josh Umber. And uh, this is a... Uh, one of the things that you do besides an EMR is IamDirectCare.com. Tell us about that. Yeah, IamDirectCare was a collaboration with the AFP and a bunch of other leaders in the direct care space to say, how do we create a brand neutral website that anybody can go to and learn about direct care and just hear the positive messages for patients, physicians, employers, anyone who wants to, to find out who's out there doing this, but also to connect doctors and patients, uh, connect doctors and doctors. So patients can go on and learn more. Uh, we celebrated a, a, a happy ICD-10 avoidance day last year. Yeah. Uh, but I posted that on uh, LinkedIn yep. and uh, linked to that, and that was one of the most popular posts I've ever done. Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, do doctors and patients alike both responded very well to that. Um, just sort of that shout of freedom that we're doing something fun and new. But also doctors can list, if they're looking for jobs or if they have jobs, 
for DPC now is residents are saying, as I graduate, that's what I want to look for. And as doctors are saying, I'm growing and I want to add more physicians to my practice, we're seeing a need for networking there. Um, and so we offer that for free just to help get the word out. But just, again, general brand awareness. But we do all the consulting free for doctors. Any doctor who wants to convert to direct care, we're just so passionate about this movement. And we know rising tides raise all ships that mm -hmm. we need every doctor who wants to do this to be successful. And not to say we have the only recipe, but we have a, a good recipe and we've done it over 175 times in the last two years alone. So we know what works, what doesn't. We can help doctors um, uh, avoid common mistakes or, or get started uh, well. Some doctors will convert their practice and have three or four patients pre-enrolled by the first day so that they're more profitable off their new practice than they were off their old practice without ever missing a beat. Uh, so we have at atlas.md slash starter, we have a whole packet you can download that includes contracts, enrollment forms, vendor relationships, sample pricing on meds, labs, imaging, pathology. Just really make it as turnkey as possible. Uh, we even have uh, a member, Kirk. That's all he does is help doctors start or convert their direct care practices for free. And we we One of, throw that oh, information ahead. out there for you. One of your success, story, success stories was uh, Dr. Robert Steves, and we actually interviewed him on the Ask Dr. Tommy show. And he had a very unique situation where he was fired from his uh, practice, yep. and uh, they basically told him, look, you're asking too much, and look, we're going to fire you. And uh, he turned around and uh, helped, and you, with your help, he helped. Uh, he started a practice now. I, I forgot how many he's had, but he's had over 100 patients in less than a yeah, month. Very Tell us a little time. bit about Dr. Steves. Well, I think he, he's so representative of so many doctors that they're uh, nervous about converting to their own business. That seems like the scary part. So we want to make all that simple. You know, how do you buy your own website, set your prices, and rent, lease, or buy, and where to get equipment, and, and how to do all this. But we've done really well like him, and you can let your patients know and tell them what it is. Patients respond to something um, that's valuable very well. Uber didn't really take off until they started showing how much more affordable they were. People have time and money to spend, and they have less money than they do time. So when you can focus on a 95% savings on medications, they're in. That their migraine medicine was $100, and now it's 5 Or they have a boss who doesn't like to let them off for work, but they have a medical need. Now they can text, email, call their doctor outside of an insurance model and get great accessible care then that's a value. And if you match the value to the price, it's almost you know, a slam dunk. And well, think about it too, is uh, the, you know, the person and not everybody's time is valuable, but sometimes when people take off time from work, not only is it time away from work, but it's actually a lot of money yes. that they're potentially wasting yeah. or not being able to make. So if you have a more direct relationship with your physician, that savings in and of itself could pay for the membership for a year. There was an employment article that did a study of the average patient visit costs or took 111 minutes from everything, calling to get the appointment, waiting on hold, traveling to the doctor, getting back to work, et cetera, and $43 of wages. Well, mm. gee, that's on top of your copay. So this direct care model works best for the patients who have the least money, who, who have jobs that aren't very flexible, because nine to five might as well be banker's hours if you can't leave work but now right. you can call text email send pictures send video 
DPC docs will stay late or come in early, that provides an amazing opportunity for those patients to save the most money and get the health care they need. Um, and, and we want that for every patient. And that's why we do the consulting for free. And, and every time a doctor tries this model and is successful, 10 other doctors look at that and say, oh, there's hope. And every time a doc tries and fails, then the reverse happens. And we just can't afford that. Um, with 60% of family physicians saying they're burnt out, we need a solution. We need it now. Uh, but thankfully, we're just ourselves five and a half years into it. And employers and insurance companies are really starting to see this for the valuable model that it is. And it helps everybody get more care more often for less money, the, the triple aim, and, and avoid, avoids burnout. So the more we can do to help doctors, this, the more good we're doing overall. And, you know, one of the things that helps get the word out about direct care and concierge medicine is, is what you and I are doing right now is for physicians is to talk to the public, talk to each other and get the word out there. And uh, you actually your podcast is available on iTunes. Tell us about your podcast and how you got involved with podcasting. Yeah, it's just one of the many um, things that we do to get the information out. Uh, we have a blog as well. And like I said, the, the informational page and uh, we realized that the message we were delivering to a lot of doctors was the same. And we wanted to put that out there in podcast form so doctors could download some of our um, thoughts and opinions on direct care and, and how to be successful, get started, or maintain a good business model. And uh, it's available under iTunes uh, under the title uh, Atlas MD. And I think we're up to 23 or 24. And with maybe a slow start, but we learned after the third or fourth podcast that if we drink two or three beers, we do a much better podcast. So oh, do you? So you have to do your podcast at night. Then. We tend to do it on Fridays, um, you know, uh, electrolyte rounds. And oh. uh, now we, we've learned there's a tipping point where you become less effective. Um, where the podcast sounds more like a, a locker room. Yes, probably. a little bit. So there was one that we had to re-record, I believe. But other than oh. that, they've all been <laughs> great. But just to get again, so doctors can get some tidbits and information. Uh, you're driving home or while exercising. Um, and so, and of course, doctors are always welcome to visit our office. That's something else that we take a lot of uh, pride in is, is they're always welcome to visit and kick the tires and, and see it up close. But uh, the blogging and podcasting has been a fun piece. Yeah, you have a beautiful office. I saw on Facebook uh, some pictures of, of your new office. And uh, it's really a, a pretty office. Do you do your podcasting in the office yep. too, and do you do, do it remotely as well? Uh, we haven't done any remote, but we've had med okay. students as guests and things. So we tend to just record oh. in the office uh, after hours when it's quiet. But uh, yeah, that's. Do you think that's a good thing for physicians to do? I think it, it does um, make you uh, reflect. Uh, you mean the podcasting? Yeah. Do you think it helps patients see? Oh, this is a, a regular person. It's not just some uh, starched coat, white coat with a you know, uh, spectacles maybe and a stethoscope this cold. It kind of makes the doctor seem more like a regular person. More approachable, yeah. yeah. And I do think uh, when we talk about advertising for patients that social media is social and they, mm -hmm. they like that. And I think for so long we kept patients at bay between nurses and, and receptionists between us. and we, we never let them see who we are. Uh, some of our best posts uh, over the last five and a half years have been when it's fun stuff. We had mm -hmm. uh, baby chicks in the office or oh. we were doing other fun stuff or um, funny pictures about our family. And uh -huh. they do want to see who you are. You are caring for them. So they feel like right. the more they see you as a regular person, 
um, the more they trust you. And I think healthcare uh, can always focus on adding more trust to that relationship. Yeah, some of our most uh, popular poster pictures of the office staff, you know, not doing anything other than just, you know, casual things, maybe be out for an office uh, office outing, mm-hmm. to paint pottery or whatever. Those those tend to do the best because I think it makes you feel it makes the patient see or allows the patients to see that, hey, this is a this is a fun group and maybe I should go be a patient. Yeah, there. exactly. It's it really is good marketing. Let us know what is the ways that we can access all the different resources uh, for uh, learning about Atlas MD, the uh, EMR, learning about consulting, and then uh, imdirectcare.com. Yeah. Uh, our, the best website to go to is atlas.md. Uh, from there, you can sign up for a free trial of the software, or you can find our blog or podcast. Um, podcast, again, under iTunes is atlasmd. Um, atlas.md starter slash starter is the DPC curriculum. It's a 12 chapter curriculum. Doctors can go through for free and listen to, uh, we're on Twitter at atlas.md, facebook.com slash atlasmd. But doctors are also welcome to reach me anytime by my email, drjosh at atlas.md or my cell phone, 316-734-8096. We're just very passionate about helping Docs learn and explore these opportunities. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to test drive the EMR Atlas.md, you can. And that is, uh, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're starting your direct care practice and you're trying to see, is it how's this thing work? That'll really help you see how simple life can be with an EMR that's actually built to enhance health versus uh, satisfy some dictates from a 2,000-page document. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Josh, for coming on today, and it's been a real pleasure. Likewise. And uh, I, I thank you so much also for what you've done. And, and if you haven't seen uh, or heard of Dr. Josh, he's really um, one of the leading voices in direct care, and I highly encourage you to visit his website and then also his Facebook sites. And uh, until next time, uh, we thank all of you all for listening. Uh, listen to the Ask Dr. Tommy show on iTunes. Also, it's available on Stitcher and uh, at AskDrTommy.com. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com. And be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tapa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at TampaDirectCare.com.